Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jackson Young. I'm your host of the Unlimited Sports NFL podcast. I'm here with my co-host Owen tonight. Uh, we're not going to have any uh, guests for this episode. It's just me and Owen talking to you guys tonight. Uh, Owen, uh, what'd you think of uh, week three? Wild, wild, crazy week. Um, lots of interesting things happening, such as something we're going to get here to get to here shortly. That is the Dolphins scoring 70. Yes, you heard that correctly. 70 points against the Broncos. Um, the Bears being a dumpster fire and losing to the Chiefs. Um, lots of – I think I think it's – at this point in the season, we're three weeks into the year, so it's obviously still early. But, like, I think we can kind of tell, like, what teams can feasibly win the Super Bowl – what teams are like good playoff teams, but like not quite Super Bowl caliber? And what team? And then you have like the Bears and the Broncos, who ironically enough play each other on Sunday. So that that should be fun. Uh, teams of that caliber, it's just like who are making mock drafts in September. So yeah, just just uh, it was an interesting week, and I'm looking forward to week four. Same. I, I'm hoping. I feel like there was a lot of blowouts this week. Like I feel like there was a lot of like two, three, four games. You know, there were um, not a whole lot of competitive, competitive games. And the competitive games that did happen were all kind of boring, low-scoring games. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this week, I think this week was probably week two was probably the most exciting in terms of like excitement. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best week so far. Uh, this week, um, when I said it was wild, it was just like you don't expect to see a team, an NFL defense, give up 70 points. Like that's the type of stuff you expect to see when Alabama plays uh, – An FCS team. When Alabama plays Stephen F. Austin when all those yeah. years. So like um, not something you expect to see in an NFL game. Um, and we've talked about it enough, so we might as well just get into it right here. The Miami Dolphins – as we mentioned, scored at seven touchdowns against the Denver Broncos defense. Um, Jackson, do you have Tua Tagovailoa's stat line from this game? Can we talk, uh, pull uh, that up real quick? Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, I know it was very impressive. Uh, let me give me one second. Let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah, he threw for. Uh, sorry, I'm getting my stats up. Um, he threw for 309 yards and four touchdowns, which if you look at that stat line, you would think that there would be more passing yards, but the story of the game, yeah, the story of the game was the balanced nature of the Dolphins offense. And, you know, they had two, they had two rushers that ran for over hundred yards and Devon mm-hmm. and uh, Raheem Mostert. Yep. They each had, I think A-Chain had two rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns, which is Yeah, great. Devon A-Chain fantasy owners. If, if you're a fantasy owner, pick up Devon A-Chain right now because Mike McDaniel is going to find creative ways to get the ball in his hands. Did you see that uh, touchdown that they scored in which like, Tua did like some no-look flip pass to A-Chain and they ended up scoring yeah. that? Like they were just toying with Denver at that point. The shovel pass? Um, yeah, the shovel pass, yeah. It's so. Crazy. I think it presents the question, like statistically, there's no, there's no question about this. But like in terms of like, I test, I test how they how they performed, how you project them to perform moving forward. I think is it a reasonable to say the Dolphins are the best offense in football? 
Uh, I think right now, I don't want to overreact, right? But I think we're, what, three weeks into the season? Like, mm-hmm. we, that's a good, decent sample size to say that they are. Yeah. Right now, yeah. you can say that they are. Now, do I think that will uh, carry carry on going forward? I don't think so. I think it's still going to be the Eagles, for, uh, in my opinion. The Eagles are still going to have the best offense in football. You know, yeah, they, they picked it up a little bit Monday night against Tampa. Um, yeah. I, I just know the Eagles are not playing at their best. Right. Yeah, and we know what they can do when they're playing when they're firing in all cylinders. Yeah, the Dolphins they're going to be facing some tougher matchups coming up. You know they're they're facing the Bills, which we'll get into that game later. Um, but so we'll see if they can do that this against a formidable formidable defense because the Broncos defense they're proving to be bottom five in the league. Yes, like, yes. If you agree with me right now, yeah. yes. And so the three games. They played three games. They played the Chargers defense, who stinks. Yeah, they, they scored thirty six points that game. Last Sunday night, or I guess two Sunday nights ago, they played New England. Good defense, very good defense. They scored twenty four points, which is good, but it's not like lighting the scoreboard on fire. Twenty four points is good, though. I'd Against say. Against the Patriots, yes, it, that's a good offensive output. Yeah, but it's not one that's just like you're just looking. You're like, oh my god. And then of course they scored they. They scored 70 on Sunday, but as you mentioned, the Broncos are just brutal. Oh, my God, man. You, you, you give up seven touchdowns, and the Dolphins, it was, it was worse because Miami pulled their starters. He had Mike White in there throwing touchdowns to Robbie Anderson. Chosen Anderson. <laughs> Chosen Anderson. Yeah, this is, yeah, I'm sorry. His it new could, name. Like, oh, my, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, it could have been – they could have scored above 80 because – they like you said they put in the, the backups and they had other scoring opportunities that they didn't cash in on because yeah they were lay off a little bit but I saw like one more thing on this game uh, I saw a picture of Mike McDaniel like in the stands like during the game did you see that I was that actually him I figured that yeah, was, that was him. a fan dressed up as him really. I, 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 it I looked a lot like him. He had like a play sheet and everything. Yeah, because like, fans do that. Like they go to games and like like there's like this Chiefs fan that that kind of looks like Andy Reid, dressed mm-hmm. up like Andy Reid at every game, has like his play call sheet. I would assume it's just a fan. I highly doubt McDaniel uh, went into the stands there. I just thought um, that's something he would do because he's very funny. He, yo, he's hilarious. Did you remember the last Sunday night uh, against the Patriots when he, when he did the halftime interview and just like sprinted back to the locker room? Yeah. <laughs> just, he's, he's a goof. Um, but yeah, the Dolphins look outstanding. But you have to remember, they started 3-0 last year, and they were actually 8-3 at Thanksgiving last year. They lost all but one of the rest of their games when they beat the Joe Flacco-led Jets to get in the playoffs. And... You know, Tua had all of his injury problems at the end of the year. They ended up barely squeaking in the playoffs. And he actually put up a fight against Buffalo, but, you know, ended up losing the game. So right now they look outstanding, but we'll see if they can maintain it. We'll see if Tua can maintain it this outstanding. He's not going to maintain the numbers he's putting up now because he'd, he'd have, like, one of the best seasons in NFL history. But see if he can play at this level and play at, like, a top-five level, which – he undoubtedly has right now. I think he, you know, through three weeks, he's been the best quarterback in football. Um, but all the thing that matters for Miami is, is sustaining it. And can we just take a minute to appreciate how much of a disaster the Broncos are? Oh wow, <laughs> just so bad. Like I'm like, surprised Vance Joseph has not been fired yet. 
Oh my lord! Because last year they were they were the biggest dumpster fire in the league. Um, but their defense was good last year. It was just Russell Wilson just forgot how to play football last season, and of course Nathaniel Hackett was a disaster as well. So they bring in Sean Payton, and I, I didn't expect them to be like good, but I expected them to be like a league average team this Seven, year. Nine. Like like a seven eight ish win team, They're, they might be a bigger joke than they were last year. Like not to overreact too much, but I uh, agree. The only team that might be a bigger joke than them is the uh, their upcoming opponent, which is the Chicago Bears. A game that we're not going to waste our time previewing. Um, so yeah, so another game that happened um, on week three between two team two at the time zero and two teams trying to avoid the dreaded 0-3 start. The Vikings and the Chargers, the two mo- the two teams that like are always a lot better than the record indicates, but they always find new and inventive ways to lose games. Um, this final, the Chargers beat the Vikings by a score of 28-24, and it was everything that you'd expect in a Vikings-Chargers game. There was fumbles, there was missed kicks, there was dropped interceptions that turned into, turned into touchdowns. Did you see that play? Uh, Herbert threw a pa- under threw a pass, went right through the Vikings defender's hands. Um, oh yeah, Josh Palmer. Yeah. Josh Palmer scored a touchdown. Keenan Allen, by the way, shout out to him. Fifteen. Yeah. Um, but the Vikings, and of course, uh, putting it nicely, questionable coaching decisions by Brandon Staley that were lucky to not cost them the game. And because the Vikings malfunctioned in the red zone. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this one. And uh, did the Chargers save their season? Can they turn it around and be a playoff team? Like, I think the two, I think we both predict them to make the playoffs. And just how cooked are the Vikings? So the Vikings are 1 3, correct? And the they're, one, they, they are one of one of four 0 oh, 3 teams. One, one of something hilarious there are four 0 oh, 3 teams. At the moment, they all play each other next Sunday. They play Carolina on Sunday. Yeah, and the Chargers are one and two now, right? Chargers so, now one and two. Yes, I think the outlook for the Chargers is probably better going forward than the Vikings. But I don't. I just don't think the Vikings are just going to go away. Like they have mm-hmm. too much talent, too much offensive firepower, um, and their D line is solid. It's not great. It's solid, right? So I think they're going to be in the race. Like it's going to be close for them to get in the playoffs because every year they seem to make it close, except for last year when they went what thirteen and three. Thirteen and four. They went eleven and zero in one score games. Yeah, but but we know like the Vikings are always underperforming, kind of like the Chargers. To be honest, they're the conference equivalent of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why this game was so uh, fascinating because it was like Styles. Um, both coaches make made coachable. Interesting coaching decisions, we'll put it that way. When when the Cars went for it on that fourth down, I was just like, what are you doing? Like, punt the ball, and if, if the Vikings go down and they go down the field 80 yards, then so be it. Like, you got beat. Like, yeah. don't give it to them. And they're lucky to get out of there with the win. They're lucky the Vikings are the Vikings and don't know how to clock the ball and <laughs> Cousins through an interception in the red zone. Yeah, that was um, – Yeah, just, I, only the Vikings could uh, could uh, that you can get away with that stuff against the Vikings against uh, teams that um, against a normal football team. Yeah, uh, they lose the game, and Staley is probably out of a job at the moment because I think they he might have gotten fired 
if they lost that game. But they I, didn't. They won the game. As for the, as for my outlook, uh, the Chargers. Um, I still I but last on last week's uh, episode, David said he thought they could be a nine win team. I pushed back and said like this is a five six win team. They got their win, and I thought they'd lose this game. By the way, they didn't. They got their win. We both they had the Raiders on Sunday. Yeah. They had the Raiders, so that you could easily get to two and two right there. Yeah, they should. I'm, I'm leaning toward. I don't think this is a playoff team. I'm leaning. And by the way, Mike Williams. Oh, uh, yikes, that's 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 tough. Um, He's so injury prone. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Such a talented receiver too. He just can never stay on the field. Um, that team, Mike. Every year they just have like terrible injuries that yeah. just derails them. But they have the Raiders on Sunday. You get to two and two, and you know that's respectable. I, I think the Chargers are about an eight-win team. I don't I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I would be scared to play them, but I think they're about a league average team. As for the Vikings, it the Kirk Cousins era in Minnesota is over. I think like he's going to finish out the year. There's there's talks about trading him to the Jets. Uh, Ew. That's oh just God. that's just I I just don't see that happening. Like I can't remember if at any time like a starting quarterback got traded midseason. And by trading him to the Jets, the Vikings are basically waving the white flag on the season and saying we give up, it's over. And it might be, but like that sends a bad message to your locker room. So Kirk Cousins, he has 14 games left as a Viking probably. And we'll see where he signs in free agency next year because he's not going to be back there. Uh, what do you think? Do you think this is Cousins' last year in Minnesota? Oh, man. It's going to really determine, like, it's really going to depend on their result of the season, right? Like, if they yeah. playoffs again, if, if things I, I coming back, you know, yeah. if they don't and they go, let's say, 5 and 12 or like 6 and 11, I don't think they'll go. I, don't, I think they'll be better than that uh, because they just have too much talent. But, Mm, yeah. If they go, if they tank, quote unquote, you know, it's Caleb Williams time, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, or Caleb Michael Williams or, and Justin Jefferson could be scary. So. Greg May. You uh, know. So you're, you, you don't think the Vikings are cooked? Like, no, I don't. I don't. Of the 0-3 teams, you think they're the least cooked? Like, we're probably the best 0-3 team right now. Oh, definitely. But like, are you burying Denver, the Bears, and Carolina? Uh, below them? Yes. 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 Like, are you saying their seasons are over? Um, I don't think the Vikings season over. I think. No, I, I meant not. I meant the other zero and three teams. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, those other. Yes, for sure. Yes, I agree. Um, because, because think about it, and then we'll wrap up and move on to the next thing. Uh, the Panthers, uh, the Broncos, the Bears, right? Yeah. And even the Cardinals. Let's put the Cardinals in there, even though they played well. Um, they don't have offenses built to like come back and like. You know, uh, put a, go on a winning streak. Like I don't see the Panthers going on a winning streak. No, no. When you're down, when you're zero and three, you got to put together a winning streak to get to the playoffs. Yeah, the Vikings are the only team I see doing that. that like maybe is possibly doing it. Yeah, I don't think they're cooked yet. I think they beat Carolina, get their first win. Um, but I, I, I think I don't think they're going to be a playoff team this year. I, I think they're probably the same as the Chargers, an eight win team at best. Um, so moving on to a game between my favorite team, the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints, 
Uh, those first three quarters, let me tell you, were not fun. Uh, they were Packers at the start of the fourth quarter were down 17 to nothing. Jordan Love was having a forgettable afternoon, to say the least. And then Turn did his best Aaron Rodgers impersonation in the fourth quarter, um, leading the – I believe it was the second largest fourth quarter comeback in Packers history in just his fourth career start. Um he was nails in the fourth quarter. Obvious, there's a caveat there that Derek Carr went out with an injury. Jameis Winston came in, and he couldn't really move the ball for the Saints. But I add that the Packers were without Aaron Jones. They were without Christian Watson. They were without David Bakhtiari. And they were without uh, J.R. Alexander, their stud corner. So the Packers' injury on the injury front were more derailed than the Saints were because they were missing arguably their four or five best players. Um Packers moved to two and one. Saints dropped to two and one. Uh, it was a very, it was a emotional roller coaster. It was a roller coaster of a game uh, as a fan, uh, but it was a very exciting win, a huge win. Um, and I think Jordan Love, and that that was the game when if Jordan Love, it's it's still early to say if Jordan Love ever becomes like a top, a perennial top ten quarterback, that's the game that I think many people are going to look back on and say. That was the start of it all. Because every great quarterback like has that game. People are if Jordan Love ends up being as good as I think he can be, I think many people will look back at this comeback win and say that was when he arrived. So Jack, um, looking at this game, what what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on Jordan Love through three games? Uh, I know you had low expectations for the Packers this year. Um, as for the Saints, like what do you think about them? Obviously, it's tough when you lose your quarterback. And do you think these are two teams that could possibly be frisky in the NFC? So my first takeaway from this game is I thought the Packers were lucky to get away with the win. Um, I think when Derek Carr went out, you know, and Jameis Winston had to come in, it was like kind of a, a shift. Like it definitely, Packers, it definitely changed. Yeah, yeah. The Packers were like, oh, we have a chance now. Like yes, it's not like Derek Carr is a world beater, but he was moving the offense. They were moving the ball putting up some points right and then at least he's a better quarterback than Jameis winston yeah he yeah i have a lot of respect for Derek carr i like Derek carr personally i don't a lot of people hate him but <laughs> I, I don't mind yeah. Derek carr he's a fine player he's a yeah yeah like he would make for example he would make the jets a playoff team like, oh if, if Derek carr was on the jets yeah like they they could they'd be uh 11 12 win team for sure um so yeah, I think the Packers are lucky to get away with the win here. Um, uh, as as for the outlooks for both teams, um, I oh, I'll start with the Packers. Um, they're two and one. Uh, they've got the Lions this week. That's going to be a tough game. Yeah, tomorrow night. We're going to pick that game here in a bit. Yeah. Uh, oof. I think they're going to be like a. Nine and nine type of team, ten and eight, like I, yeah. uh, probably they could they could be you know a little bit better than that, twelve and six maybe. But I think there's still a lot of unknown because they're they have a lot of injury problems and they should be getting their guys back soon. And and but Jordan Love is growing as as we see he's growing right in front of us and he's improving week to week, minimally like incrementally. Um, yeah, I, I didn't – I don't know. I, and for the Saints, uh, I don't think a whole lot changes. I do think they need Derek Carr to come back. 
because he's got what a shoulder injury, I think. Yeah, there's a chance. I heard something that he might play on Sunday, uh, yeah. so I, they avoided serious issues there. I just think that division that the Saints plan is just—it's one of the worst divisions in football. Yeah. So let's let's not be fooled by three teams being two and one. That division stinks. Exactly. Like, yeah, Falcons got. They didn't have a chance to win this week. Um, so I don't know. I think they're going to be in in the top two, one to two in, in that in that division the whole way. Like I don't. They have a really good defense. Like their defense is really good. Swarming. That's, yes. Swarming defense. That's going to keep that, them sh- that showed uh, for much of the game on Sunday yeah. until the fourth quarter. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts? What What do you think? Yeah, like I like I said, um, I my hot take. Three weeks ago was I picked the Saints to be the number one seed in the NFC. Um, I think that's still yeah, it could possibly happen with their easy schedule and weak division. Um, they're obviously not better than Philadelphia, San Francisco, or even Dallas, who good God, we'll get to them in a bit. I don't um, think they're better than Seattle. Fine. I don't I don't I I don't either, but Seattle plays in a division with a team better than them. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think they're a team that could maybe still, like, get, like, a good seed in the playoffs then immediately lose. Um, I feel the same about them as I did before the season. As for the Packers, um, I think we're going to learn – we're going to learn some stuff tomorrow night. I think we're a little more because as great as that comeback was the first three quarters did happen. Uh, two and one is good. Um, but if they, if they can, if they can win, if they can beat Detroit tomorrow, uh, who is the perennial favorite to win that division looks like, you know, a playoff team through three weeks. Yeah. I think, I think the national narrative around green Bay will change quite a bit. You get to three and one, um, and then after that, their next two games are the Raiders and the Broncos. So they like the Packers have a pretty easy schedule, which is why I picked them to make the playoffs. Um, but I think they need to be more consistent and they got to get healthy. They're like a hospital right now. Yeah. So um, this game showed that they're resilient, but like in terms of like how I feel about them, I kind of feel the same about both teams as I did before the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're low. They're low ceiling, high floor teams. I think both both of them are. I That's think they will be that for the yep. remainder of the year. Well, one more thing I'll add on the Packers, and then we can move on. Uh, I really want. I know he's getting playing time, but he doesn't really get targeted in the offense. Uh, I really want Samari Touré to get some targets. Yeah, he's you know kind of. About? It's he did. He caught a two point conversion. He did caught he? a two point conversion on Sunday. Um, I know he's but, like. The borderline three, four, like their third or fourth. Let's see. Let's see. Who's been like you have Romeo Dobbs, you have Watson, uh, Jaden Reed. Watson hasn't played yet. You have Jaden Reed, you have Dontavian Wicks, who's yeah. made some plays. Um, so like you have, he's kind of he's been on the field a bit, but like he's kind of like their number four or five receiver. Yeah, um, I don't think he's going to crack that top three. No, because I just think there's guys that are just more explosive and have a higher ceiling than he does. For sure. Uh, he does have good speed, though. Yeah, he does. He, he he makes the he makes the most of his opportunities when he gets out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Well, let's, so let's move on to the surprise of week three. That was the Dallas Cowboys going to Arizona against what many, I think, almost everyone presumed to be the worst team in football, 
before the season, the Arizona Cardinals. And even before the game, the Cardinals, I think, have been, were a little better than many people expected. Like, they were competitive against Washington in week one. They had a – they damn near beat the Giants in week two. They blew a huge lead there. The Arizona Cardinals, like who everyone projected, projected to be, like, the you know, a lock to get Caleb Williams, are a few plays away from being 3-0. Um I think many people owe Jonathan Gannon, and many people, including myself, owe Jonathan Gannon and that team an apology. Now, it's still early. They could finish 1-16, and and I could look like a goofball for saying that. But to me, though, this was more about the Cowboys um, losing this game because despite how hard they play, Arizona probably has a bottom three roster in the NFL. And when people question, like, why people doubt the Cowboys as Super Bowl contenders, despite having a lot of talent on their roster and despite having a lot of big blowout wins in prime time, like they did against the Giants or the Zach Wilson led Jets in week two. It's games like this because they always have games that they just don't show up. Like, there's no reason they should have lost this game. They were fully healthy. Actually, I take that, but they were not fully healthy. They were without Zach Martin and they were without Tyron Smith. So they're, you know, they're missing two, you know, great yeah. offensive linemen. Yeah. But still, that, that's not an excuse to lose to Arizona. So I my biggest takeaway is that the Cowboys, I still think they're a top three team in the NFC. Like San Francisco does not lose a game like that. The Eagles don't lose a game like that. That's what that's why. I trust those two teams more to represent the NFC than I do Dallas, despite Dallas having immense talent on their roster, having a talented offense. Dak Prescott's a good quarterback, but it's just games like this. I mean, like, because, you know, what, what what do you think about that? Like, was this more about the Cardinals or was this more about the Cowboys? Uh, definitely more about the Cowboys for sure. Um, and this kind of losses why I was skeptical about them before the season started. You were low on them. You had them missing the playoffs, didn't you? Uh, I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had the Bears in, which I feel oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> if I could do that over, I would put the yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Yes, I do. Yeah. No. Like you guys said, I think they're still a, the third best team in that conference. Like yeah. they're still. A, really good team i don't know what i was thinking i, I just uh, the cow like the hype for the cowboys is real every year you know it's yeah. kind of like nebraska you know but and when people push back and say they're still the cowboys and people say this is different it's losses like this games like this it's like that's why people push back yeah as far as this game goes i don't think there's a whole lot of analysis to be uh gained from it i feel like i just feel like I just feel like the Cardinals played a solid game. They didn't turn the ball over. They ran the ball well. Uh, I am surprised that the the Cowboys' defense struggled like a little bit. A little bit. Um, they still got they still got a good pass rush, which is which is what they're known for. But I just I don't know. They they just got beat, and I think they're going to be fine going forward. I'm they not will. sure. Yeah. Schedule, but they have New England on Sunday. They have San Francisco in two weeks. And then they have the Chargers in three weeks. Okay, so I, I see them going two and one. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, they'll be fine. I just 
they're going to have to get healthy and figure it out. But I, I trust the Cowboys a lot more than I do the Chargers, for example. Oh, without question. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, like I kind of have the same thing. Like that's a brutal loss for Dallas. I still think they're a good team, but it's losses like this. Why I'm hesitant. I'm always hesitant about them despite their talent. As for Arizona, they play suit. They play really hard. Um, they're like, I think Jonathan Gannon has done a really good job with that team. There's, there's scarce talent on that roster yet. They go out there and compete every week and they have been far. They've been far from the biggest disaster in the NFL through three weeks. Hello bears and Broncos. <laughs> um, I agree. We'll, we'll throw the Panthers in there as well. Uh, so yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up for week three. It was, it was kind of a, Kind of a blah week outside, like a couple. It was a wild but blah week at the same time, because like there weren't a whole lot of exciting games, but there was just some interesting things that happened, like set score, team scoring seventy points. Um, the Texans yeah. going on the road to beat the Jags. That was surprising. yeah. We, we didn't mention that. Uh, shout out to the Texans. Uh, J- Jaguars got to get their stuff together though. That's for sure. Yeah, Doug um, Peterson needs to call the plays. Yes, he does. Um, so yeah, that kind of wraps up for week three. Uh, kind of an up and down week in terms of game entertainment, but I think we'll head into a period of awards now um, and give out our players of the week for week three. And I already shouted out my player of the week earlier, and I'm going to give it to Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen is my player of the week for week three. Let me pull up his stat line so I get it so I get it accurate here. This is kind of on the fly. Um, Keenan Allen against the Vikings. 18 catches for 215 yards. And a passing touchdown. And a passing touchdown. Yes. Beautiful passing touchdown. Um, wow. Like, I think Keenan Allen's been doing it, this at a high level for a long time. And did you know he actually – did you know, Jack, that Keenan Allen has the most 15, 15 reception, 200-plus yard games – of any receiver in NFL history. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, that, they they uh, they pointed that out on Sunday. So, um, one of the more underrated receivers of the last decade. He's had a great career and proved that uh, he still got it on Sunday against the Vikings. So, Keenan Allen, Week Three Player of the Week. Yeah, he's proven to be the the top target in that offense. Still, being even being thirty years old. Um, yeah, Justin Herbert's so much better when he plays. Oh, he's he's so good. He makes so many good throws. It's insane how talented he is. Um, for my player of the week, uh, I really wanted to not pick somebody from the Dolphins' offense, but I had to. I just I just had to do it because you can't put up that performance and, and not be recognized for it. Um, so my player of the week is uh, Devon A. Chain. Um, he had I kind of touched on him earlier. He had 18 uh, carries for 203 yards and two touchdowns and uh, four catches for 30 yards and two touchdowns. Um, 51.3 fantasy points, which is a lot for fantasy. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he just, he just came out of nowhere. Like I thought Raheem Mostert had a great day himself too, but who would have thought that Raheem Mostert would have had that day and A-Chain also having this day on top of that? Like, that just shows you how bad the Broncos' defense is that two rushers were able to rush for 200 yards. 
or yeah. over 100 yards, you know. And I think Devon Achen is a pretty good talent. He came out of uh, what Texas? Yeah. yeah, he's a good talent. He's but he's kind of undersized. Good speed, really good speed, really good shiftiness. And he was just injured for the start of the year. So we'll see what this means for his his outlook in the season. He's probably going to be in a committee there in Miami. Yeah, they kind of have a three-headed monster. They have him, they have Mostert, and then they have uh, Savon Ahmed. That uh, Salvin Ahmed. Yeah, Savon. Yeah. Um, when pl- the craziest thing is Jalen Waddle did not play in this game. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the craziest part about all this. Um, I'm looking at I'm, at, I'm on Devon A. Chain's uh, Wikipedia page right now. So he was he is it's he was born October 13th, 2001. It is so weird seeing guys younger than me playing in the NFL. You said October uh, 3rd, October 13th. Okay. Uh, he's listed at five nine one eighty five. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a uh, pretty good day at the office for. Um, Mr. H. Chain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and not a good day at the office for the Broncos. <laughs> All right. So that completely wraps up for week three. Let's shift gears to week four. Um, starting with tomorrow night's game between the, the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions on Thursday night football, two, two and one teams. The winner of this game takes sole possession of first place in the NFC North. Jordan loves first primetime start in his career so that that's a small little nugget there uh the lions have owned uh, unfortunately I've, I've had to watch the lions own the packers the last couple of years um 2021 i this doesn't really count because green bay we locked up the one seed then we played detroit in week 18 then rested our starters in the second half um and lost that game so that kind of that kind of has an asterisk there we got swept by detroit last last uh last season including a game at Lambeau and the last week of the season that knocked us out of the playoffs and ended Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay and started the Jordan Love era. So that's what happened the last time the Lions played the Packers. Um, should be a fun game. Uh, I am interested to see how Jordan Love responds after his big fourth quarter and if he can put together a full game. But, Jack, I'll actually let you uh, provide your – full analysis and predictions on this one first yeah uh i feel like this could be the game of the year this far like the most anticipate one of the more anticipated games uh that we've seen yeah. um whew, it's gonna be a good game i i think it's gonna be a defensive game kind of like that lions and chiefs game that opened the season yeah no i kind of see it um you've both teams are going to want to run the ball. We'll see if Aaron, Aaron Jones comes back. I hope he does. I really He's expected that. to. Yeah, um, that really could take the Packers offense to another yeah. level. You know, having another target in the offense, another running back in the offense, because A.J. Dillon is just too slow. A.J. Dillon is not it. Patrick, yeah. Ta- it's it's not a coincidence that we put Patrick Taylor in the game yeah. and our offense started, like, moving the ball. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping Aaron Jones comes back for that reason. But – uh. I'm also hoping that the Lions give the ball to Jameer Gibbs more and and, and make him the focal point of the offense because he's clearly the, clearly their best running back, in my opinion, like all around. Every time he touches the ball, he gets positive yardage, like almost every time. So I'm hoping they use him in the offense more. We know that Jared Goff is going to drop back and throw the ball a good amount. Um, so 
as far as my prediction for this game, I see it sh- I see the Lions winning, honestly. I think the Lions are going to win. I-, I just feel like this year is different for them. Um, I could see it being like that Chiefs game where they pulled out at the end. Uh, probably a three-point game. Probably something like, mm, let's see, 23 to 20, I'm going to say. 23-20, okay. Um. Yeah, I just think it's going to be kind of a slugfest game. And, yeah, I think the Lions are going to win. All right. I take no pleasure in saying this. I also think the Lions are going to win this game. Um, They've had our number in the past year or so. And the biggest reason I think they're going to win this game is because their style of offense has just destroyed Green Bay. And ever since Joe Barry, our defensive coordinator, who I hope – not a great defensive coordinator. Uh, not not popular among Packers fans. Uh, the lion, the type of offense the Lions run is kind of like a death by a thousand cuts thing. You know, they like they hit they like throwing like those outbreakers to St. Brown. They like throwing slants across the middle of the field. Like every all most of their throws are between like twelve to fifteen yards. Yeah, and the Packers defense, for God knows why, always gives a ton of cushion to the receivers just to give them like cheap yardage. And I just see that being no different um, tomorrow night because I'm actually not worried about our offense, especially if Aaron Jones plays in the event, Christian Watson plays, maybe David Bakhtiari is back tomorrow. Um, I think our offense could put up some points. I say ours if I'm on the team. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think the Packers offense could put up some points against Detroit's defense um, because Detroit – has lost CJ Gardner Johnson. He's like one of three like legitimately good players on their defense. Um, so I think we could score some points against them. I said we again. Dang it. Um, but I just don't think I don't have a lot of a lot of faith in Green Bay's defense because I just think Detroit's offense can just pick them apart with the archaic scheme that uh, Joe Barry runs. I think the Lions put up 30 in this game. I think it's going to be – give me Detroit 30, Green Bay eh, 24. Because I think they can – I think the Packers offense will score some points. Um, but I just don't have confidence that we can stop Detroit. Um, so Detroit moved to 3-1. and one, Green Bay will drop to 2-2. Two and two. Um, I don't like picking my favorite team to lose, but I, I got to go. I got to go with logic here. Sometimes you got to be a realist about it, you know. Yeah, I'll be plus. Uh, hey, I'd 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 love to be wrong though. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna should be a good game at Lambeau Field there. Uh, yes. Uh, moving on to the next matchup that we're going to talk about, uh, the Dolphins and Bills. Um, I think this, along with the Lions and Packers, arguably could be the game of the week. Um, <laughs> Yeah, stunned this game's not in primetime. Instead, we have to watch Zach Wilson uh, Sunday night. So that, that should be fun. Yeah. Uh, as for this game, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Tua can – because I think he's had some struggles at, at Buffalo, like playing in that stadium. I think he's had a, a little bit of struggle. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he can – carry over the performance from this last Sunday to this Sunday in Buffalo. Um, I think he will be able to, to an extent. Now the, the bills are going to give up 70. The bills are a content defense, top 10 defense. Uh, 
So they're not giving up seven touchdowns. I'll just spoiler. Yeah. Not I think last week they they focus on running the ball more because they were just gashing the Broncos. This week it's going to have to be more of a balanced attack. Uh, and Jalen Wall's probably going to be coming back. So we'll see what that means for the offense. It's probably going to mean good things. Um, as for the Bills, uh, they, they've had kind of a weak schedule, if I'm being honest, like to start the year. They had the, the Commanders, the Bills, and the uh, – they have week one. The, the Raiders, you mean? The Raiders, yeah. And then they had that ridiculous loss to the Jets in week one. The Jets, yep, yep. Yeah. So well, this is their first real test of the year. Uh, they're going to be up for it. I think the last time they played in Buffalo, the Bills won, right? Yeah, it was a, it was a snow game, if you remember. Oh. It was late in the season last year. And Tua, his first two years, played at forgettable games in Buffalo. He actually played pretty well in that game last year. So he's had one good game in inclement weather and two poor performances. I think, obviously, in week four, the weather will be better tomorrow. So we'll see how he does. But, yeah. Yeah. Having said was- that, sorry to interrupt you there, Owen. Uh, no, I was done. You're good. You're good. I think I think the Dolphins are going to put up points. I think both teams are going to put up points. To be honest, as long as it's good weather, because you never know you never know how that's going to go in Buffalo. <laughs> but I think it's ooh, this is a hard one to pick. Mm. I'm going to pick the Bills to win this one. Ooh, okay, I'm picking the Bills. Um, I think they've got a they've got a real home field advantage there for sure. The the, the fans are right on top of you. Um, Diggs is going to go off as he usually does. Uh, Josh Allen's going to go off. He'll probably have a turnover here and there, but he's going to go off. Um, I feel like they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit on the on the Dolphins' defense. The Dolphins' defense is nothing to be scared of, in my opinion. Um, so I'm going to pick the Bills uh, in a shootout, 31 to 28. Okay. All right. So so you're going to the Bills. I don't want to. I want the Dolphins yeah. to win. But. All right. Anyways, so – I agree with most of your points. Um, I'm really interested to see how Tua plays in this game mm-hmm. because dating back to last year, and I, and I don't love like going back to last year. It's a new season, all that. Tua last year was putting up phenomenal numbers against bottom feeder defenses. When you look at the teams they played last year, Detroit, when they were awful early in the year, they came on the end of the year. Uh, Chicago, Cleveland, Houston, um, Baltimore had a shoddy pass defense, and then when they played better defenses later in the year, it just it just did not look good. Um, as I said, the Charger, the the Chargers, the Dolphins have played three teams. Two of them have bad defenses: the Chargers and Denver. New England has a good defense, and they had a decent performance. But Tua did not light the world on fire that game. He threw two hundred and forty nine yards, a pick, and a touchdown. Like not a bad game, but like kind of like a you know a B B game against the only good defense they played thus far. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how he plays against Buffalo. With that said, when you look at the Bills, they haven't. When you look at the teams they've played, the Dolphins are by far the best team they've played offensively because they lost the Jets. I mean the Jets. I mean losing to the Jets. The Jets defense is better than Miami's, but. They had Zach Wilson at quarterback. That was they had the Bills had no business losing that game. But you beat the Raiders and the Commanders, like eh, 
congratulations, you're supposed to do that. So like, this is like their, but for both these teams, this is like their first like legitimate test. And you touched on that. And I think that's a, I think that's the biggest point in this game just because I feel like the, the reason that's the biggest point in this game is that we're going to find out a lot about both these teams in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, like how they play against strong divisional opponents. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I think Miami is the better team right now. I think the Dolphins through three weeks have been more impressive. I know the Ra- <laughs> the Bills have two blowout wins. It's against the Raiders in Washington. Like, congrats. I know, I know, I know Denver's not world beaters. Denver's probably worse than both those teams. Um, but the Chargers are a at least a league average team. New England is a league average-ish team. So like the Dolphins, like those are two better teams than both the teams that the Bills have beaten. Um, I agree with you that this is going to be a very high-scoring contest because I I actually expect Tua to play well. I think he's going to answer the challenge of playing well against a top defense and prove like doubters wrong about like that's probably the biggest do- only doubt left about him at this point is how he plays against good defenses. I think he's going to silence those doubters and play well in this game. Um. And I think the Dolphins are going to win the game because I just think they're better. I think they're going to do – the Bills are going to make one or two more mistakes that will end up costing them, and that will be the difference in the game. If Allen throws a pick, if they fumble, if they have a lapse defensively, it seems like the that's what's kind of plagued the Bills in big moments the last couple of years and plagued them in their opener against the Jets is that they make, make, they make one or two more mistakes than the other team – I think that continues, which is why I'm going to take Miami 31-28. Wow, we had the same score there. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Different results, same score, which means Miami would move to 4-0, which would be – that that'd be, a, that'd be a big talking point for sure. One more question on that game for you since you picked the Dolphins to win. Uh, do you think it's going to be a Tyreek Hill game or Jalen Waddle game or both? <laughs> I think this is a Jalen Waddle game. I feel like Jalen is due. He is due. Um, Tyreek, because obviously Tyreek's Tyreek. Like he's incredible. By a tri- uh, tri- what's his name? Uh, tri- Travis White. Yeah, I think like the Bills will game plan for Tyreek defensively. They'll put they'll double him. Um, so I think this I think this is a game where Jalen Waddle. I would not be shocked if you look at the stat line. Look at the score. Jalen Waddle has 165 and two touchdowns. I think this is. A- <laughs> This is a Jalen Hall game. He's on my uh, fancy team, so I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah. The Bills the Bills are good in the secondary, though. Hyde, Poyer, White. Yep. When healthy, the Bills have one of the better secondaries in the league, so it won't be easy. Um, but, like, though, I don't know how you, if Tua if is right, like, I don't know how you stop those two receivers, plus the, that trio of running backs. I'd be very impressed with the Bills if they do. I don't think they're going to, which is why I picked them to lose. Yeah. That, I, it's hard to disagree with your points there. I, I just feel like I feel like the train at some point for the Dolphins is going to slow down a little bit, you know? I do too. Um, I don't think it will be this week. I think it will be like later in the season. Um, yeah, that's fair. All right. That leads us to our last game to preview in week four, and that is another divisional matchup between two two and one teams, the AFC North, the Browns and the Ravens. Uh this, this game's in Cleveland, right, Jackson? 
Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Okay, so it's a home game for the Browns. And I feel like you can't mention the Browns without talking about their defense. The Browns' defense has been absolutely phenomenal. They've given up one touchdown in three games. I think they've given up 13 points in three games defensively against Cincinnati, who obviously they're having their struggles offensively with their injured quarterback. I mean, the other two, Pittsburgh and Tennessee, say what you will, those are still NFL players. Like Cleveland's defense has been historically good through three games. I feel like nobody, not enough people are talking about how how good the Browns defense has been. Obviously, Miles Garrett's doing Miles Garrett things. Uh, Zadarius Smith's getting his. Um, the corners. Yeah, Ward, Newsome, um, Emerson, uh, what's his name? Uh, Emerson Jr. I forget. Martin Emerson, yeah. Juan Thornhill has been a good ad from Kansas City. Um, so that's the biggest story going into this game is how Baltimore plays against Cleveland's defense. Baltimore's coming off a rough loss. I mean, losing to the Colts at home is not a good look, especially the Colts not of Anthony Richardson in that game. Minshew played. Minshew didn't even play that well. He ran on the back of his own end zone. Did you see that? Gardner yes. Minshew. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do think Gardner played well, though. Like, Considering the circumstances, he played well. Um, but he not played to the level where Baltimore should have lost that game. Yeah, um, I agree. They, so, that game was so frustrating to watch. Yeah, it was also a monsoon. And Justin Tucker missed a field goal, which never happens. Um, Cleveland's coming off a dominant win against Tennessee. Uh, the, ball, the Ravens are coming off a, a, a rough loss to Indies. They're kind of coming from two ad, ends of the spectrum. Um, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go, since you went first last time, I'll go first on this one. I think another thing to take away is that Deshaun Watson quietly played really well last Sunday against Tennessee. Like he had by far his best his best game <laughs> since joining the Browns. So we'll see. Uh, now. I will say this: Baltimore's defense is better than the Titans' defense by far. So he's gonna he's gonna have a much tougher test uh, this week. So, but if you're a Browns fan, I guess like you have to be, have some level of encouragement by his performance, except except for the play that he literally threw the ball backwards. Um, <laughs> I like, saw that. Take out that play. Watson played pretty well. So um, good. But this is. This is the tough – in considering the health of Cincinnati in week one, this is the biggest test for Cleveland's defense. Um, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. he's a guy that defensive coordinators lose sleep over just because he can beat you in so many ways with his arm, with his legs. Zay, he he has a good connection with Zay Flowers, um, really good connection with Zay Flowers. Um, the game's in Cleveland, though. I'm really struggling with this one because it's two teams that like I I'm struggle kind of I don't know if I have a read on either one of these teams. I'm hesitantly going to pick the Ravens though, and here's why: Watson against Baltimore's defense concerns me. Um, I know he had a good game. It's his first good game since when? Jack, when was the last time Deshaun Watson had a good game for last Sunday? Uh, 2020. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah, the COVID season. It's been a while. Um, the, the Texans' years. Yes. Um, I think Baltimore is going to get after him in this game, and I don't have faith in him performing against it. I think he can maybe be good enough to play against bad defenses like Tennessee. Baltimore is not a bad defense. 
this could be a slugfest, though. I think this is going to be an ugly football game because of the defensive prowess on both sides of the ball. Um, but give me Baltimore eking out a rock in a rock fight, 16 to 10. I think Lamar Jackson will make just enough plays to pull this win out. Um, and 16 points against the Browns defense this year is basically like the 2007 Patriots, <laughs> like, cause just, cause they're not giving up anything. Um, but I think Lamar will make just enough plays at the end. And I expect Watson to struggle against Baltimore. They have a good pass rush. They have great linebackers. Hopefully they get healthy in the secondary. Um, but yeah, uh, give me Baltimore 16, Cleveland 10, which would make for a pretty rough watch, but yeah, uh, it's week four, a win's a win. <laughs> yeah. I am not a believer at all in Deshaun Watson anymore. I, I, so you're not moved by his performance last Sunday. No, no they, they played a, the Titans have a terrible secondary, like terrible. Yes. Their one defense is good, but their secondary is awful. Their secondary is me, is me, you, and two guys from our experience lab. It, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. So, I against good defenses, Deshaun Watson folds, and he he doesn't play well. And I don't count the Steelers as a, a great defense. I think the Ravens are a great defense. The Ravens opinion. are the Steelers are the Steelers are a good defense. They're good defense. Cincinnati's yeah. a good defense in Week One. He, they won that game. It certainly wasn't because of Watson, though. So, no, for sure. Uh, having said that, uh, I was struggling with this game too, which is kind of why I put it when we were talking yesterday. Where I put it in the preview, but instead of the uh, what other matchup we had in there? Uh, uh, oh, jeez, Raiders and Raiders and Chargers. Um, yeah, I think this is a much better game. I, I do agree with you. It's going to be a low-scoring game, and it's I agree. ugly. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's 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 expected to rain too. So I don't know what it is with the Ravens playing in monsoons. Because did you see the rain again? They had against the Colts. Yes, I did. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It also one more one more point out to this game. The Ravens. I don't. There's a stat out there. They're one of the best teams at like rebounding with a win after a tough loss uh, in the league over the last like five to ten years. They're, they have a really good record because of their coaching staff. Uh, John Harbaugh. Uh, I forget what the actual like stat is, or, like the record, but they have. I know I've heard a stat somewhere that says they're uh, they have a really good record when they have to rebound from a loss. Um, so having said that, I'm I'm confident that the Ravens are going to win. Uh, because of Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers. Uh, the only question I have for the Ravens is, are they going to be able to run the ball? Because their running back room is pretty injured right now. Uh, with Who's their starter? Because obviously Dobbins went out week one. Gus Edwards is injured. Gus Edwards is injured. So they're down to Melvin Gordon. Oh dear lord! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't watch a whole heck of a lot of their game against the Colts. Um, but I did see. I saw run. it out there. I'm like, is I saw Gordon on the back of the jersey, and like, that can't be Melvin Gordon, can it? Oh, dear goodness. Yeah, Lamar's – they're going to have to throw the ball. <laughs> Which I think they will be able to do at a decent level. Um, now, going back, uh, the Colts – the Colts have a sneaky good run defense, in my opinion. Like They do. They have some dudes on their defensive line. Buckner. Linebackers. Yeah. Uh, 
So I think they're going to have a little bit better of a time doing, you know, some design quarterback runs, some zone raid, some quick passing to Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers. Um, I think the Ravens pull it out 17 to 13. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that sounds about right. I'd be shocked if this game take the under in this game to any uh, betters out there. Prop bets. All right. Last segment that we're going to do is we're each going to give our top five teams in the NFL. Now it's obviously still very early. We're only three weeks in the season, but like what in, in order go. So in order counting from five to one. So fifth best to the best, the top five best teams in the NFL um, through three weeks. And obviously if at this point we, there are teams that we could all win the Super Bowl. um, teams that just look just looked like they could be in Las Vegas on February 11th to win Super Bowl 58. So, Jack, you can go first on this one. Who are your top 5 teams in the NFL through 3 weeks? Obviously again, still very early, but yeah. What's, uh, what's I'm going to start from the top and go down. Got like okay. better. Um at number 1, I'm going to say I'm still going to say the Eagles. Okay. All right. Um I'm still believing in the Eagles as you know. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, I'm going to say the Dolphins for at number two. Yeah. Okay. I think it's fair to put them you know, that high. Uh, it, it doesn't feel right, you know, because the Dolphins are never that high. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them at two. At three, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, let's see. I think the Chiefs are third. Okay. And they've had kind of a slow start, you know, offensively, but I still- until, until you play the Bears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a believer in the Chiefs though. Um yeah. at number four, uh I'm gonna put the 49ers at number four. Okay. Um I don't feel like I don't need to explain a whole lot there, but they they could be higher, they could be above the Chiefs right now. I think you yeah. could be above the Chiefs. I mean, I'm, when you look at projecting forward a little bit, yeah, um, they have a tougher division than the Chiefs. Also, they have um, one team is Patrick Mahomes, the other one is Brock Purdy, so that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, finishing it off, I think this is going to be a little bit surprising, but I, I, I think, I think the Lions are fifth. Wow. Right? Okay. I think the Lions are fifth. Think about All it. Right. They have a great offensive line. Right. They have yeah. a competent quarterback, Jared Goff. Goff's a top 13, Man. 12 quarterback in the league. 12 to 13, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. They have a good receiving core. They have a good running back room. So they're very complete all around offensively. Yeah. Their defense is getting better. Uh, I'm still a little bit like nervous about their secondary. Like I don't I don't think their secondary is going to be great. I think they're running out uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, I, I think their run defense is, is actually sneaky good right now as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their front is good. And, yeah, I just I, – I like what the Lions are doing. The other team I would consider for that five spot uh, would be the uh, the Cowboys or uh, who else? What would, Could you put uh, the Bills? Yeah. I just think – yeah, I'm 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 gonna stick with that. I'm gonna stick with that. So I got the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the 49ers, and the Lions. That's a pretty good list, I'd say. Yeah. Um, 
So right now, I think there's seven teams that I could that I could see feasibly winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to give my top five, and obviously the other two will be like honorable mentions, kind of. Um, so right now, I'm going to go with San Francisco at number one. You had them at four. I'm going to put them at one. Um, actually, scratch that. Scratch that. Forget I just said that. Just <laughs> – I did not say that. That didn't happen. You're good. I'm going to go with Philadelphia at one still. Um, but as you know, both of I, both you and I picked them to win the Super Bowl this year. The reason I have them at one is they're 3-0, and and they've played like B to B-plus football through three weeks. Whereas when you look at the 49ers, it feels like they've kind of played their best. Like their game against Pittsburgh, that's like their best. Their game against the Giants was mostly their best. The Eagles have not played their best yet, yet they have the same record. Um, Comparable schedule. Yeah, I mean, they've beaten New England, who's Mm -hmm. a quality team, good, very good defense. Mm -hmm. They beat uh, Minnesota. Oh, and three. Minnesota's probably better than that record suggests. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they beat Tampa. Who's a two and one team, and I think like an average to maybe moderately below average team. So like they haven't, they haven't been, what were you going to say, Jackson? Sorry, I would say they're about on the same level as the Rams right now, as a, as a comparison. Tampa, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good comparison. Yeah, so that's why I have them ahead. Like they're they they're they have the record they do despite um, not playing their best football, which means that they're going to peak like later in the year when it matters more. So that's why I have them one. Um, I have San Francisco at two, so a little I have them a little higher than you do, just because they can beat you in so many ways. Obviously, their defense is terrific. Um, their weapons are terrific. I do have reservations about Brock Purdy, though. Um, I think if you watch him play, like he gets away with a lot of throws that could be intercepted that defenders just drop. I feel like better teams might catch those interceptions, and he might not be able to get away with those throws. Um. That's the reason I have uh, – that's the reason why I'm a little more skeptical about San Francisco is Jalen Hurts is a lot more proven than Brock Purdy is. Um, And San Francisco has played close to their best this early in the season, which means, like, how much better can it get? For Philly, you know it can get a lot better. For San Francisco, like, how much better can it actually get than their game against Pittsburgh in week one um, or their game even against the Giants last week? So that's why I have them at two, but obviously still just a, a phenomenal team. Easily can win the Super Bowl. I'm also going to go with the Chiefs at three. They're they're rounding into form. Um, not much to say there. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. Uh, their defense has quietly been like a top five unit leader. Their defense has allowed two touchdowns all year. And one of those touchdowns was in complete garbage time against the Bears. Um, if the Chiefs defense continues to play the way they have, Watch out. They could be extremely scary um, and could move to number one sooner rather than later. I'm going to go with Miami at four. Um, uh, Miami, I think their offense is extremely explosive. I do have questions about their defense. Um, their defense has given up some – they gave up 34 points to the Chargers. They gave up 20 to a limited Patriots offense. Like Their defense has flaws. 
Um, but their offense is so good. You can't leave them out of the top five. They're three and oh, they just scored seven touchdowns. Like they got to be in this list. And I'm going to go with the bills at five. Um, even though the bills, like they blew out two bad teams. Like they're, if you're a bad team and you play the bills, good luck because they destroy bad opponents. Dude. The question is how they play against good opponents. We'll see on Sunday against the dolphins, but I think they're, I mean, they beat Washington 37 to three. They beat the Raiders 38 to 10 back-to-back performances like that. I think earn you a spot in the top five. So I have Buffalo at five. The other two teams that I could see winning the Super Bowl are Dallas, despite the disappointing loss to Arizona. And I still have the Bengals in there. You know, they got off the snide last Monday night. They're eventually going to turn it around, although their offense stinks right now. But I'm keeping them in there for now. But I obviously can't put a team like that, the way they've played offensively through three weeks in the top five. So those are my honorable mentions. I do not have the Lions. I think the Lions are like 10th or 11th. That's fair. Yeah. I think your list is better than mine. But and we'll I, see. We'll I see. I think it's good to be different and not have the same opinions on everything, you know. Yeah. But uh But yeah, is that all you got for that part? Yep, that's it. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this latest episode of the Unlimited NFL podcast. Uh, it's been really good to talk football and preview week four with you, Owen, tonight. Uh, appreciate you being here with me. Of course. Anytime. I uh, cannot wait to see how week four goes. A lot of good matchups. Um, what are the primetime games? We have Detroit, Green Bay. Obviously, we previewed. Oh, God. We have the Jets and the Chiefs on the <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, you can't blame the schedule makers there. They thought they were getting Rodgers Mahomes. They did not anticipate Zach Wilson having to play. Yep. And then Giants Seahawks Monday night. Eh. So kind of should be a good slate. Should be a yeah. Good slate. Yeah. Nice slate at all. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone that's listening, and uh, we will see you next time.